servant to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everybody. Woohoo! I'm so glad you're here today. Welcome to another exciting episode of Inside the Minds of Today's Millionaires. And as you know, I interview people from all kinds of crazy walks of life. Some are into real estate, some are not. People are into everything. And we just like to see what other people are thinking about and what's in their head. And hopefully you, the listener, will gather some little golden nuggets that can help you on your own journey. So I am Dwan Bent Twyford. I'm America's most sought after real estate. And the podcast is called the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. So our motto at Wonderful is people before profits. So if that resonates with you, then you are at the right place. This is the right time. And I have two amazing guests for me today. And I'm really excited to learn more about these two guys. So first I have John LeBrun. They say it right? Yes. yes. And okay. I have all those names. Lafayette Lane. I honestly mm-hmm. don't think I've ever met a person named Lafayette. So welcome <laughs> to the show, guys. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks, Thanks for yeah, having I'm us. Excited. I know. Glad so, to be here. Uh, so first we start off with uh, drinks with Dwan. So what are y'all, what are we drinking today? Uh, I've got a bottle of water. I have yep. water too. Okay, good. I usually check first. So we do a house. So cheers to you guys. Thank you for coming right. to the show. And everyone listening, just like take a deep breath, stretch, and just be with us in the moment right here today. And uh, we have some fun and some action packed stuff. So I'm ready to go. Y'all ready? Let's do it. All right. So basically, we want to know what's your deal. So we want you to tell us kind of who you are right now how people can find you right now. And then we're going to backtrack and see how the magic happened. Go ahead, Lafayette. Well, I'm Lafayette Lane. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks again, Dwan, for having us on, having me on and my brother, John. I am 27 years old. I am a husband uh, to a wonderful daughter of four, uh, who's four years old. uh, I don't have four kids. I have one on the way. Uh, we are expecting a baby boy here in October. We just had our baby shower yesterday. Um, professionally, I am a IT professional for in the financial sector. Uh, I also am a youth pastor, a minister at my church. I'm also a part of a youth organization that is a part of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. The organization is called the Southwest Region Young People's Union, where our goal and mission is to connect and empower unite other youth, um, not only in the areas of spirituality, but just making sure they walk in their purpose. And I am one of the hosts of the awesome best leadership podcast out called the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast that I get to do on a weekly basis with my brother, uh, John LeBron. We actually just recorded our 50th episode today. 
Um, you could connect with me uh, and the page on Instagram, Unscript Authentic Leadership Podcast. That is the, the Instagram handle there is Unscripted Leadership. Also on Facebook, Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Unscripted Lead. Also LinkedIn, Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. YouTube, Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. And we are available on all streaming platforms from Apple to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. Check us out. Uh, I guarantee you'll be blessed. You'll become a better leader by listening to that. Leave us a review. And uh, again, thanks for having us all. Well, you know, now I have all your info. I'm going to be like cyber stalking you guys. So, <laughs> oh, I love that. I love yeah. that you're a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gosh darn, we need so many of our poor kids today. They're, yeah. they're just, oh my God, I just can't even think about what these kids have to go through today. So John, tell us a little bit about you, like what you do and how we find you. Sure. Uh, John LeBron and yes, uh, brother Lafayette Lane here. I'm 37. He's 27. I'm 37. And years young, I have two kids. I'm married to an amazing, amazing woman. Uh, my kids are 10 and seven. It's kind of crazy. And so mine are getting older and his are just starting. But Aww. anyways, during the day, I'm in cybersecurity. That's how Lafayette and I met. And I work for uh, my family owns a, a cybersecurity firm here in Beaver Creek, Ohio. And then I, uh, I, I, did, I did the youth pastors thing for a short, short time, about five years. And then, uh, but now the co-host of Unscripted Authentic Leadership and uh, excited about that journey and where that's going. So. I love that too. You know, you I, I, you don't know this about me. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. What? Wow. Yeah. I was born and raised <laughs> in Dayton, Ohio. Do you okay. know there's a little tiny town called West Melton? Yeah. It's like yep. north of Dayton. I, I mean, grew I've never up been there, Melton, but yeah. Man. <laughs> never been anything, but I know it, yeah. yeah. Heard of it. <laughs> well, it's a dot. Um, it still just has a traffic light. Okay. Yeah. There's been no real progression in West Milton since I moved out. Uh you know, I'm I'm so old compared to you all. I moved out on my own in 78. <laughs> okay. So okay. I think y'all might have just like been them being born about that time. And I was like, mm, there's nothing for me to do if I stay in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. At that time, in the 70s, uh, it was sort of like get out of high school, get married, work at a factory, have kids. Yep. And mm-hmm. none of that sounded like anything I wanted to do. So I was like, mm, I got to bounce. So yeah. thank so God. So the factories are mostly gone. Yeah, they and, are. Um, I just saw an article published that Dayton, Ohio is one of the uh most sought after or leading areas in the future for people who want to get into tech or programming so Is it? it's changed yes oh i love to hear that i just read that last week yeah okay damn that's good yeah. man my dad still lives up there and i have uh tons of cousins and i was like oh man dayton needs something man because you know yeah. it was all general motors and like oh, yeah. forever so i i'm happy to see that uh it's it's coming out of the dark ages mm-hmm. <laughs> coming out of the dark ages so you guys are both in cybersecurity. that's really interesting mm-hmm. yes so tell me like just a little bit i don't really know a whole lot about that to be honest with you so kind of like what's uh the kind of the, the gist of it um so i mean basic basically for cybersecurity, your goal is to protect the network so Lafayette works for a financial institution, does really well there, and he works within their network. My role is um, more of working with clients to help them protect their network in the sort of unknowns. 
um, help them identify where their weaknesses are, what we call them vulnerabilities, uh-huh. and then how to, how to remediate those. And so that's, that's mostly it. There's, when someone gets into cybersecurity, there's a vast, vast area yeah. of what that oh. means. Most people think they're yes. monitoring systems and stuff, and that certainly is a deal. Um, and so, yeah, we both, we both are in it during the day. We both have been, I guess you could say professionally trained, but I would say that both of us, our passion lies in leadership and helping people become better um, individuals. So they can better lead their families, their businesses, their communities to make real impact and real big change. You know, I really love that because, um, I, so that would make both of you millennials. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. John, are I'm you a, in? A, are you on the cusp? Or are you a millennial? Yeah, I'm right on the edge, but I'm in there. Okay. You made it because, in just in time. <laughs> yeah, you just like well, I just like barely slid into baby boomer status. So, um, one of the things, you know, because at my age, I'm 62 now, and okay. I've been doing real estate for 30 years, but mm-hmm. I've trained people from 16 year old kids all the way to my oldest uh, student is 85 years old. Mm-hmm. and I've trained everyone all over and I find that with and I don't know maybe this is just me because I'm very old school and like you get disciplined and you follow the rules and you know there's none of this you need a safe space I don't safe space I'm not I don't I don't do that and maybe you guys do I don't know but I just feel like a lot of the kids today don't have any like real direction towards leadership mm-hmm. because everyone's just like all over and there's so much controversy going around and just the world and politics and all stuff like that it's like where do young people find solid leadership mm, well it's hard. To that, yeah i think to that point i would agree partially but i also would disagree a little bit um when you say that young people don't really have direction i just think our direction looks different than the previous generations i agree um one thing that we value on our podcast is being a bridge. We've had episodes talking about millennials, talking about baby boomers and how we can bridge the gap. Yeah. Uh, you're more of a, like you said, here's the rules, follow the rules. We are an information age. And yeah. so because there's so much information that we have, you can't just no longer tell a millennial, do it without them asking you why. Oh, and I've got why. three millennial children. Yeah, and every time I've been, they'd be like, "Why?" I'm like, "Oh my god, because I said so." Right, but but here's the thing, right? <laughs> like the why, the why can be misinterpreted mm-hmm. because a lot of times, or most times, I would suggest the why is not because we are being disrespectful or we're challenging authority. It's because maybe we have something to offer our different perspective to be more efficient in getting the job done that you're trying yeah. to get accomplished. Yeah. So we believe in working smarter rather than previous generations just work hard. We're like, no, I'd rather work smart than work hard. Yeah. You, are you following what I'm saying? Oh, you can mean everyone that works for me, they're all millennials. Because I'm okay. like, listen, you guys do things easier. You do things faster. You do things yeah. quicker. Teach me what you can. But like, I don't need to know how to do security. I need to hire a person that does that because that's what they do. Uh-huh. I teach people how to become real estate investors and reach financial freedom, but I have a lot of stuff that needs protecting too. So no, I am, I am all down. That's why I love young people, but I just, right. so my three kids, they're all really hard workers. They're all owning rentals. They have, I have four grandbabies mm-hmm. and they're just like doing all these great things. 
But then I have the other side where I see a lot of their, you know, their friends. And I was like the room mom. I have, I have thousands of young kids I, I've known over the years. But some of them, I'm like, good Lord, like, how are you ever going to survive in this world without some direction besides all the baby boomers that were overindulgent with their kids because we had money? Yes, <laughs> there is definitely. So a lot of it's funny because as you read reports or you read different things about people being concerned with the direction of millennials now millennials are getting older now so let's say gen z yeah. the problem is is most people don't i would say boomers often don't like how they are doing things or how they the direction they're going or that they may feel lost but what right. people don't understand is the boomers are also the parents of the generation oh yeah and so there is a little responsibility there but at the same time I don't know that it's a bad thing. So boomers are parents of people who grew up in very industrial revolution, right? Uh -huh. Basically show up, become a robot, you know, do what we tell you to do almost like a soldier, but without actually yeah. fighting. And then we'll make sure you get paid. But the goal yeah. for the industrial revolution, the reason that works so well is because people at that time needed security and financial that's security. And that's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And while people still seek financial security. Now our country is not in a space where most people are uh, dying, dying of hunger necessarily. Does it happen around the world? Yes. Does it happen in this country? Of course it does. Yeah. But I would say that it's not the same as during the great depression where most people were well aware that lots of families couldn't find food, yeah, uh, yeah. those types of things. Does it still happen? Of course. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't, I, oh, I no, still no, support no, I causes it. towards it. that, but the difference, a lot of differences now is most people's, I would say their, um, security doesn't fall in the fact that they are reliant, that they're dying for, do they need the paycheck? Yes. But do they, do they want to do it at all costs of just doing what you tell someone you tell them to do without reasoning or without guidance or, <clears throat> without or abstract or abject to morals or standards, those yeah, types yeah. of things. Um, people are a lot more likely to leave a job due to issues with standards than they would have been before, which isn't a bad thing. Millennials and generation Z are a lot more likely to leave a job within the first few years because they don't like it. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing, but a lot yeah. of people say they're job hopping. But I would say that somebody who's willing to make changes often early um is a lot more is probably going to be i think we'll see how it plays out but i think there's a lot of benefit to that to seeking happiness versus a lot of our parents who stayed with the same career for 40 years and hated it the whole way because they, they know, were attached to that paycheck they were so my my parents were the factory workers so mm -hmm. as i'm growing up and i'm in high school i'm being told get married, get a job, get babies, work on a factory, and then work for the man. And then when you're 60, mm -hmm. you can retire. So I did actually get a factory job right out of high school. I worked there for two weeks. And I was like, oh my God, why would my parents want this for me? This right. is like, I felt like I can remember even thinking like, if this is what 40 years of this looks like, I don't even want to live through it. Like, I don't even, there's no way I can't make it. I won't be able to make it. And thank God they did layoffs. And so I didn't know what the pink slip and I didn't know what a layoff meant. And I remember this guy walking through the factory with all, and people were just frozen in silence. 
I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, they're, they're giving out pink slips. Like, what does that mean? Is it laying people off? I was like, what did that mean? Is it letting people go? And I was like, oh, Jesus, please give me a pink slip. Please, 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 please give me a pink slip. <laughs> because, you know, I'm that decade. If I would have quit my job, my dad would be like, why don't you quit your job? So I got that pink slip was the best day of my life. I was like, listen, I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to figure something else out. I don't know. I'm working myself. I'm going to figure something else out. But this thing of working for the man is not working for me. So I was already like two weeks in and I was already out of that. So I, I and I, I'm proud to say that all three of my kids all work for themselves too. Mm-hmm. Mine does not like man to rely on. There's no job where you work 40 years and retire anymore. And mm-hmm. people have to, and I know your generations doesn't even understand that, but thank God, because if that had carried on and carried on and carried on, we just have a world of robots, literally robots, mm-hmm. you know? And right, I have if everybody went that, into that, ex- go ahead. Yeah, I have cousins that did that and they retired when they all turned 60 and they're so, they, they hate their life. It's like, thank you. I did not get stuck in that rat. So in that rat race or factory rats, I guess they call them. And oh my gosh. So I, I just think it's awesome. And I do, I do get the, the transition. That's why I love talking to all the younger folks. Like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? And how, what do they think? The, where are we going in society? And where's technology going? And what other great things are out there? Sure. Yeah, I think the, the next biggest challenge with our generation is um, essentially, I think there's something to say about forming some grit. So a lot of people are very um, moved by what others are, others' perceptions. And so my, our, my goal right now is to help other people feel comfortable in their skin so they can make those changes, take those steps forward. Don't worry about if somebody unfollows you or whatever. We had like four people randomly unfollow us. And I posted something the other day and a lot of people didn't even notice because we don't really look that closely, but we did an interview and I can't, it's not out yet. So, or no, it did go out and I uh, had a thumbnail and the thumbnail was opposite of what the video, but it was catching, but I noticed people went Bloop, and I'm like, oh, well, my wife's like, are you going to change it? No, they can read it. They can listen to the video. No. The, the, the thumbnail said defund the police and had a question mark. Or I had a guy with a little question face and everybody thought we were making a statement. And uh, it was like, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, oh, well, they weren't committed anyways. They were <laughs> you, not committed to your Lafayette, call. You probably didn't even notice because we gained 10 more followers right after that. So it didn't matter. Exactly. But the video was not about the thumbnail. It was just an eye-catching piece. And it was very interesting, but, um, people I think need to understand how to fail and how to have some grit behind it. Um, because the reality is most of us, not all of us, but I like, I didn't grow up with lots of hardships. I didn't grow up needing things. I didn't grow up wondering my meals were coming, that types of things. So how do I raise my kids to, I'm not going to make them miss meals, but how do I raise them to have some grit to where when they fall, it's okay. Just get up dust your knees off, put some dirt on it and keep going. Yeah. 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 I, I love it. And I love the fact that both of you uh, work and have worked with the youth because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know, this is just maybe me, but I find out that the, a lot of the younger people, um, they really question all the religions and, you know, like I just kind of followed into my parents' footsteps and then you know, I tapped out of the whole God thing for like a decade and then got back in I just feel like there's a lot of younger people that aren't following God and, 
and Jesus and because they don't have any young examples. There's like all these old preachers that have been around for a million years. Like, where's all the new snappy, like, hey, Jesus is hip. Where's all that? It's coming. Well, it, being a young preacher myself, mm -hmm. I can vouch that in my phone right now, I got at least 25 young preachers I can call. Oh, I love um, that. That are my age are a year or two difference. Um, and so I think it's the exposure and what we focus on. Yeah, it is. Uh, especially in the, the age that we are living in, everyone wants to focus on when something goes wrong, when there's negativity, but when people are doing something positive, you don't get as many likes, you don't get as many views, you don't get as many shares because it's so much easier for negativity to be spread out than something positive. And so I think for us that are, are doing the work, that are spreading the gospel, that are spreading positivity, that we should highlight those, those of us that have a platform, as me and John are doing. We've had people on our show that have the littlest 50 followers, 2,000 followers, 17, 20,000 followers. The whole point is, you know, if you are trying to look for something, don't look to get on somebody else's platform, build your own. And so we, we are not looking hey, we're waiting for somebody to give us an opportunity to spread this positivity, to spread, spread this message. Hey, there are young people, there are young leaders that are actually doing positive things because I firmly believe there are more positive young people that are doing positive things than negative. It's just that the exposure is not there. And so those of us that have a platform like yourself, Dwan, that you're doing yep. tonight, giving us this opportunity and the platform that we have with Unscripted, and using your social media pages. If you go on my social media page, if you go on John's social media pages, you're gonna see either something about unscripted or something about positivity, about our family, something about God. And so we're doing that and spreading that and making sure that we're highlighting and magnifying those that are doing positive instead of saying, hey, you know what, where are they at? And I, and I get it, Duan, because I go to a church that it's a hybrid. There's not, there's a group of young people, then there's also an older generation. And so again, as I said before, uh -huh. we're here to be, be that bridge, right? Yes. To say, hey, there is young people out here that are doing positive things, that have families, that have careers, that have goals, that have aspirations and are walking in their purpose and are not trying to be haters of other people. We're here to, you know, build other leaders up. And so, it's not about competition, but collaboration. And so the more we can collab together, we are better together. No matter what your ethnic background is, no matter where you've come from, uh, there are young people that are out here doing positive things. There is. Gosh, amen. I, I, I love you guys so much already. Now you know why our show is successful, because of that no. guy. No, no, no. I know. No, it's both of you. You guys are like the perfect match together like that. But it is so... Do you, uh, he's a, he's a TV pastor. Do you know Mike Todd? Yeah. He's, Transformation Church. Talk oh something. my God. Yeah. I just discovered him a couple months ago. I am addicted to that man. He's I'm just like, he's young, he's hip, he's black, he wears sweatshirts. He's right. just raw. And I'm just like, this is like my new favorite guy. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, he's, he, yeah. I see you guys like that. Like, you know, that, you know, you gotta be a little younger, hipper and, you know, stop all the old fashioned stuff because it doesn't appeal to the young kids, but they still need to know. 
all those sure. things. And you know, God, what God has for that. And in fact, you said you're Pentecostal. I, I love Pentecostal church. Yeah. And that's, those are the parts where you in there like, woo on, Ron, shaking your tambourines. <laughs> and like, nobody thinks you're a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. And, and it comes in different <laughs> forms and fashions. Me and John don't come from the same background. As you said, I'm apostolic Pentecostal preacher. If you hear me preach, I don't preach like Mike Todd. You know, I, I'm, I'm very charismatic, but I also can teach. And so we have to accept everybody's gift. A gift of a, is a gift. It just comes in a different package. Right? The wrapping is different. Me and John, we have different wrapping, but we're both gifted. I respect his gift. I'm not intimidated by him. He's not intimidated by me. And that's why we work together because we know what we do and we embrace each other as brothers and we respect the gift on each other's life. I love that. I feel like if more people would work with people collectively instead of thinking like, well, I have a church and you have a church and now we're competing. If people right. would stop that, I think we'd have a better world just in that thing alone. Yeah. Yes. People, people have a lack mentality, even in the yeah. church, which is unfortunate. Absolutely. The same with money. That's why people don't like when someone else makes money because they view money as a pie. They don't realize that God provides all needs. Yes. And so they see things as a pie. So if you have a certain percentage that automatically means less than I can get. Hence why the whole, you know, tax people hire to get more money because then people, yeah, because they got the most. And like, well, you can go get more. And if you do go get more, then that means you'll have to give more up. But anyways, um, <laughs> but like, don't get, I don't get too much into that. But uh, for no, real, that's why I people get that, mad. So people I, get mad when they see successes because they, I always tell my kids, there's two ways to have the tallest building. You can build yours up or you can tear someone else's down. But obviously the best way to go is to build yours up. And so, but churches do the same thing. So the church, sometimes it's, it's all about, not all, not all. I have a great church. Yeah. So does Lafayette, but you do see where it's basically like an attendance competition. Oh, and no, so, I, I mean, so. I live in a very, very small town up here and I'm in Colorado. Mm. I mean, my entire town, uh, we have just one little traffic light and there's like 80 churches. <laughs> yeah. And everyone. Like, you know, runs ads, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, people, just go where the church where the Holy Spirit is. That's the one. Go to that one and just stay in there. We, we've missed it, Duan, that God did not call us to compete. He called us yes. to complete. Yes. Yeah. Amen. God, I love hearing to complete that. And not compete, we'd be better. I agree. And even like in, in my arena with real estate investors, if I'm teaching wholesaling and someone else is teaching wholesaling, they look at me like I'm the arch enemy. It's like, yeah. listen, I'm going to appeal to a certain, like if all three of us were in a room together and we're all teaching the exact same topic.